Welcome to the Business Intuition Podcast, the place where you can learn to trust your intuition to make business decisions without having to meditate for hours, wear crystals, or give up on coffee or wine. You don't have to leave your IQ at the door. Embrace intuitive intelligence to create a business that lights you up and finally experience the success that you deserve. everyone we're here with another episode of the intuitive revolution in business and today I have a very special guest can you introduce yourself Michaela I'd love for you to let all sure know. I'm uh, Michaela Light I'm the author of uh, three books two of which are on business intuition and I run a uh, software company so and I've been using my intuition for many years delighted to meet you uh, I'm really honored to have you here because I've actually um, bought your book ages ago when I was doing a bit of market research to write my own book on intuition. And, and do you remember the story? And then I, I did a search. Actually, you don't know how I found you again. So I, I bought your book. Never read it. Sorry. You know how, how it can happen sometime. Although I love the cover. And then um, about six months ago, I was doing a search on one of my trademarks um, to check if there was a problem or something. And literally, I came up on my trademark search everywhere and you were sandwiched in between your, your, your website, obviously. And so I thought, oh, that sounds interesting. I clicked on your website and then I realized I had your book. I was like, oh my God, this is, an, this is uh, interesting. And then I found you had a podcast and then I booked myself on the podcast. And that's how we connected in real life after I connected to you through your book. Um, very excited to have you on the show. A bit intimidated, if I'm honest. I don't know why you intimidate me. Maybe because I put you on a pedestal. I don't know. <laughs> well, I can step off the pedestal if you like. I mean, <laughs> yes, please do. Please it's do. only in your imagination. I know. I know that. But I bought your second book a week ago. When we were having the discussion and I'm loving it. The what would it take Ooh. question. I love it. Mm. And I know I'm going to uh, read your first book very, very soon. But I have some questions for our, our, our listeners about how, do, how does a math head like you, who has um, a business that is not centered around intuition, at least not mainly, how did, you go, how did you get into doing what you're doing with the intuitive leadership mastery? Good what question. Uh, well, one, it started in many different ways, but one event that stands out is that I had a little car crash uh, about 22 years ago. And, you know, I, I had some whiplash. I, I didn't break any bones or anything. I didn't kill any cats, dogs, or humans. So... Um, a few mosquitoes might have died as the car swirled around in a circle after being uh, sideswiped. Um, but I, I went to some physical therapy and then, you know, that ran out from the insurance and they said, well, why don't you do some yoga? That will kind of like, you know, help maintain your body. And that's how I started getting into more mindfulness. And I think that was one of the things that helped wake up my intuition. Um, I mean, I did many other things. I went to lots of workshops and conferences and 
read a zillion books on personal growth. Um, so, but I think yoga was one of the keys to that. And I actually did yoga teacher training about 10 years ago. And that really kind of I lit read a that fire about under you. my, hmm? wow. yeah. that lit a fire. I think, I think there's something about yoga. It kind of cleans out our energetic system as well as helping our body. It also helps clean out spiritual cobwebs. So um, certainly did for me. So. so why did you do the yoga teacher training? Was it for yourself? Yeah. For myself i didn't really want to teach yoga i have taught yoga i mean i like teaching people helping other people i mainly did it as a vehicle for personal growth i mean i what happened is i you know i i i started going to yoga classes and i i went to these kundalini yoga classes and i they were really weird i mean they had us do all these weird postures and mantras and what have you and i fell in love with it and i started going to this uh festival for want of a better word uh, where they had, you know, lots of yoga teachers. And the people I met there, they had these eyes that were just shining with light. They were so clear. And I'm like, I want some of that. And I said, how do you get that? And everyone I I asked it. said, oh, I did yoga teacher training. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. And it was a bit scary because, like, you know, I committed to do it for nine months or something. And so we spent every other weekend doing yoga from like 4 a.m. through whenever we stopped uh, 8 p.m <laughs> um and perhaps more importantly on a spiritual level you know the the instructor would you know this week we're going to work on this chakra or we're going to work on this part of your spiritual development um and i didn't realize at the time but really it was just getting all the stuff i'd had you know in my way and clearing it out and after i did that my intuition was a lot better and i actually had the intuition to go you know leave the united states where i was and um, i was gonna ask where were you back then when you did the joker training so in the u.s yeah i was just outside washington dc that center of light and love or (laughs) (laughs) actually it is quite a center of light workers uh, because they have to balance out all that dark stuff from the pentagon and the cia and all the other three letter agencies that are sprinkled around there like little uh, dog turds you know um <laughs> okay that's a t- that's a technical spiritual phrase angie okay i've never heard um, it actually i mustn't be in the right circles <laughs> oh. anyway it's quite heavy energy there as you might imagine mm. i mean just any big city is heavy energy um but i had intuition to go to the andes and i kept talking to friends and i finally found someone who had family in la paz bolivia and i just um, at the time I'd closed my um, office and we were all working from home and um, I was like hey I could be traveling and working from home and I I bought a ticket to La Paz for I bought a three-month return ticket and I didn't know why you know my intuition said go do this and my ego was like why are we doing this what are we how are we going to live there what's it like isn't it dangerous and even when I was getting on the plane, you know, my mind was chattering away. This is a mistake. Why are you doing this? But as soon as I landed, it just felt wonderful. It was so it felt so free and beautiful. Um, very beautiful country there. So, um, so you started with Bolivia, but you're in Peru now, aren't you? Yeah, I kind of turned right at La Paz. I, I lived <laughs> in La Paz for seven months. It's a beautiful city. I met a lot of yogis and. Uh, other spiritual people but La Paz is like a four million people city and the the spiritual people are kind of spread out all over the place so 
you know, it was always a 20 minute taxi ride to go anywhere. Um, so I visited Cusco, Peru, and uh, I found it even more magical. And here, a lot of the spiritual people are more concentrated in one part of town. So, um, and maybe the energy is a bit different. You know, it's a bit of a smaller town. It's only 500,000 instead of 4 million. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, but Bolivia is magical too. They're both in different ways. Um, I mean, there used to be one country, you know, before whenever they split apart after the, their independence revolution. So they're definitely related. Um, but mm. yeah, very, I love it here. It's a very magical country. Um, I think of Cusco as like the, um, it's the mother who kind of slaps you around the face to wake up, you know, it's kind of, Hey, wake up, wake up, wake up. Whereas other parts of Peru, like there's a place called the sacred Valley, um, and there it's more the loving, like, oh, you you take your time waking up. Um, mm. But generally, it's a bit like, I find Cusco's a bit, I've never been to the Bermuda Triangle, but I imagine it's a bit this way, because people come here and either they, you know, spirit shows them stuff in their face and like, hey, it's time to change your life and do things differently or whatever. And people either love it and they embrace that and they go through a lot of changes or they just leave immediately because yeah. they can't take it. Because And they're leaving in their 3D reality because shit is happening. We're allowed to say four-letter words here. Okay. Um, okay. I didn't check. Uh, I'll try and moderate <laughs> go myself. Ahead. No, no. Go um, ahead. Go ahead. Be you. No, but pe people, you. stuff comes up, you know, like they yeah. have a health challenge or they're like they have a, a credit card meltdown or their job gets a disaster or their relationship, you know, and it, that's either an invitation like, oh, maybe I need to look at this area of my life or they run away because they can't handle that much transformation in such a short period of time. So it's, now having said all that, and I've lived here for 10 years and I hope I've embraced most of the transformation. I mean, but none of us are perfect. Right. But um I think the whole world is currently going through a kind of accelerated transformation. And for some people, it's a bit much, you know, I would say for most people, it's, it's, you know, there's a bit too much transformation happening a bit too much. It's like when you, 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 you know, you want a little slice of chocolate cake, but then you get given like a 32 pound monster chocolate cake and told to eat it all at once in one afternoon. And, might feel a bit nauseous even though chocolate yeah. cake is wonderful absolutely mm. i hope that answered your question i went off on a few tangents there i think no i like i like the tangents i really do and um, oh, okay I, i'm curious now to know if peru or or the andes because it's not really peru it's the andes held the promise that your intuition said they would deliver and is it what well, you just I, talked I don't, about? I, my intuition just said go there. It didn't say why. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> have you found out since? Step. Yeah. Well, I'm very glad I came here. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I'm not attached to being here. I mean, if here it turns out not to be the place to be, then I'll go else. somewhere I mean, else. It's not, mm. Yeah, it's not. Um, I mean, it is, you know, I'm very happy here. It's very magical. The people are very friendly. There's a very special energy here. And, you know, this exists in other places in the mm. world. Um, 
you know uh, it's just your so, happy place and yeah, yeah it's, it's happy for me in this moment so mm. um okay yeah. so be before your yoga adventures and you opening your your intuition and spirituality because this seems they're quite linked um did you consider yourself intuitive um well, it depends how far back we go. I mean, I think every human is intuitive. We just, uh, we learn or are programmed in school and through parenting and jobs and society and watching TV and what have you to cover it up that it's, you know, dangerous and evil and shouldn't trust it. So, but really, I think every human is intuitive and you can see this in young children. They're much more open to, to seeing spirits or hearing messages and, and it's only if adults tell them, oh, that's naughty or dangerous that they keep quiet. Mm. So, um, but, particularly but yeah, you. when I was younger, I, I, you know, I covered it up more. Mm. I mean, I did a whole math degree and masters and have, you know, went into computer programming. And I actually think those fields are very, it's very useful to be intuitive in that, you know, to decide what direction to take or how to solve a problem you know it all comes down to creativity and many programmers will tell you or mathematicians that they often solve problems when they have a nap or they take a shower or they go for a walk that's when they really solve the problem yeah you can do hard work and you can use your logical mind but you know mm. usually the breakthroughs happen through a, a stroke of insight or intuition mm. uh, and the best uh, people in most fields have a strong grasp of intuition, whatever they call it. You know, I mean, I remember reading the story of some big investor. I'll leave his name out of it because he's a bit of a dickhead. But um, <laughs> he gets himself into big positions in options, and he knows when to get out when his back starts aching. When he gets back, he's like, "Up, oh, need to move out of this position." Okay. I mean, that's the intuition talking to him. Well, whatever he calls it. Mm. So. How does your intuition speak to you? Is it, is it a physical oh, many, sensation or many different, is there a one stronger way for you to receive it? You know, um, I get it in many ways now. I, I mean, I, and everyone gets their intuition differently. So there's no right way to get it. Um, and that's what I write about a lot in my book. That, you know, a lot of people think they, they're not doing it right. Or, you know, if they mm. don't get like... Um, you know, a FedEx parcel with their intuitive message written in 10 point type, then it's incorrect, you know, or if they're not hearing voices or, or whatever. So I sometimes hear voices. I sometimes get a knowing inside that this is the right way. I'll do muscle testing on myself. Sometimes I get physical things like bits of my body start hurting or, or, or not in a state of ease, you know, and then I'll look at what that message means. And um, I like, you know, I read, a, there's a book called, uh, you can heal your life by Louise Hayes. And, um, it has a whole table at the back of like, here's a bunch of health symptoms and body parts. And if you're having this issue, it might mean this, and it gives a good starting point. So, um, that's a good way to get body messages. I mean, animals, birds can be, you know, you, you come, you're going for a walk and an unusual animal appears, or it seems to be behaving weird. Usually often there's messages from those i mean one time i forget the circumstances as to why this message came but i remember the message clearly which 
it, it was like 3 a.m dark in the middle of the night very cold here because we don't have central heating in peru we don't believe in that kind of fancy <laughs> stuff like you have in england um just wear more clothes anyway i got up to pee and i heard this noise and i looked around the corner of the door and there was this rat in my room <sighs> i've kind of freaked out a bit but and the next morning i left my door open to you know hey i don't really need a rat in my room but i looked up the meaning of rat and it you know it's to do with getting through small spaces and intelligence and what have you and and if you've ever seen those pictures of ganesh the indian god with the elephant head he always yeah. has a rat next to him because ganesh is the problem solver but he has the rat there because the rat can always sneak in through the spaces to solve the problem and that was the message from that particular day and the rat i never saw it again it's not like i had a rat infestation it just you know spirit no, I, sent I like this that. rat to do this thing i had and a squirrel who came like hitting my my window my bedroom window twice and i've lived in the same house for 20 years and in 20 years i've never had a squirrel hit my my window uh and yeah. he, like he runs they, they into the strange. window yeah. yeah. So I knew it's that almost was a like too. spirit is talking to the animal or the bird or the insect. It's like, hey, yes. Michaela needs this little nudge. <laughs> Would you mind just kind of doing this weird thing? It's only for a few minutes, you know. <laughs> uh, or, you know, sometimes it's a group of animals. Like, you know, sometimes, you know, maybe you only see snakes occasionally, but now you see seven snakes and they're all going in a northwest direction. Well, what does that mean? What's the number seven mean? What's that mm. direction mean? What does a snake mean to you in this moment in your life? So, um, and, and the same thing can happen with all kinds of symbolism in our lives. I mean, I, I really think all of it is, and, and I think we've all had the experience, you know, we think of a friend and then they're texting us or phoning us or whatever. Um, so the same thing happens in our reality. I think it's a mirror to us and if we're there if we're aware we can hear that nudge now i do believe that when it's an important message that uh, the messages will come in many ways like mm -hmm. here's another way i get messy sometimes i hear i get ringing in an ear and the way i personally interpret that is it's a spirit or an angel trying to tell me something but they're talking in such a high-pitched voice that it comes out as ringing and if i just say excuse me could you could you give me this message another way? The ringing goes away and usually I get the message. So mm. um, I you never know, thought of doing that. I've had provide... quite a lot of ringing in my ears recently, but mm. I'm just like... Well, just ask the angels to like, could you mm. say it in a way I can hear it or show me another way? Uh, mm. That works for me. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not guaranteeing that everyone's ear ringing is that cause, but certainly that's true for me. Um, so yeah, there are many ways we can get messages i remember one time i i have some magic crystals i programmed and one time i uh forget exactly i i think i'd hit myself in the eye accidentally i was kind of dancing wildly and screwed up and i just heard this loud voice you you know use the rock now i interpret that to mean pick up my magic crystal and apply it to where i'd hurt myself but it was interesting that they they didn't use the word I use. They used a different word. Because sometimes these spiritual beings, English is not their, you know, spoken language is not their first language. And they, they'll say, they sometimes will say things in weird ways. I, I need to reinterpret it. 
So what was it in the end? Oh, it was still your crystal, but they said rock instead. Yeah, it was just use the crystal on it. And I put the crystal on yeah. the bit I dorked up and then it felt fine, you know. But it was effing painful, you know. But this voice was one of the louder voices I've heard in my head. And what was interesting to me, it wouldn't, it didn't use the words I would have used, you know? So that's you. That's where you know it's probably not you. Yeah. Right? That's how I took it. Mm. Um, Do you have um, like a big, big story of intuition you'd like to share with our audience, you know, about using your intuition in business? And, and a breakthrough or something, you know, that happens as a result of it. Well, I'm not, this is more magic than intuition, but same, same. I mean, uh, you know, um, I was, and this was one, something that happened when I was first in Peru and I was going to a, I went to a magic retreat here with, with someone who was teaching some techniques and, um, I was doing a proposal for a software project and I, you know, I knew they were talking to other companies. So I said, did some magic where I visualized our company coming nearer to them and the other companies being gently pushed further away. And I was also concerned, I, you know, this was a sell to a committee type situation. I hate selling to committees. You never know who's happy there. You've got six people in the room, you know. I much rather sell to one person. And so I did this, you know, the magic techniques we learned moving the energy around and making it easy. And I was all ready for a 5 p.m. call and the bus coming back from the magic ruins was late and I was dashing in the hotel room to get on Skype to do a call. Anyway, I get on the cool and the guy i was talking to he was the C cto of the company he's like oh we decided we don't need to talk to the committee we've already made up our mind we're going to work with you and uh let's go ahead and sign the contract now so um that was a and it was a hundred and thirty thousand dollar deal so i was very happy with it because at the time i had a lot of yeah. debts and i needed to pay them off um <laughs> so Oh, that's you know, great. This, this, I love it. This stuff works. But I mean, you know, mm. I'll use it. I'll use my intuition like, hey, what is a happy amount there? You know, what amount would they be happy spending for, so I can win the deal? I also use it like, are they are they idiots and I don't want to work with them? You know, do I get a bad vibe when I'm interacting with them? Uh, same with hiring. You know, that's another business, major business decision, you know. True. You don't, if you hire the wrong person, it can totally mess up your business or cause lost opportunity costs or upset other team members or upset customers. So I always, you know, look at my intuition on. Uh, and you talk about this in your first book, don't you? The Intuitive Leadership Mastery. I do the whole yeah. chapter on uh, hiring. Yeah, I so, remember that. And marketing as yeah. well, as well as, yeah, all the big decisions really marketing um, and sales i mean the other thing i think with business i my personal spiritual view is everything has spirit in it you know the humans cats dogs plants mountains you know buildings and businesses a business has its own spiritual entity it's not a human spiritual entity it's a different thing it can be mm. a little harder to talk with but you can ask your business well what do you want to do how what direction do you want to do it go in do you, you know and see what what information you get on that so and i also honestly believe that um we're here 
incarnated in our human bodies for you know have experiences and for joy and for spiritual growth and part of being an entrepreneur and having a business or a job or whatever is growing in our lives and I generally feel that when people choose to be entrepreneurs, they're kind of stepping up to get a lot more spiritual growth than they would have done otherwise. Yeah. And I think everyone who's been an entrepreneur can, you know, relate to that because it's like, I don't know how to hire, you know, or, or they make mistakes. I've made lots of mistakes. I've hired hundreds of people over the years. And I, I've screwed up a bunch of times and it, sometimes it's painful. Mm. Um, but I think, Owning a business, being an entrepreneur is an exercise in accelerated spiritual growth. So, and there are so many opportunities, you know, we, to overcome our own inner demons, our own, you know, you know, reluctance to be put to public speak or to be on podcasts or to make sales calls or to do marketing or put ourselves out there or to be a leader of a group of people or, or to be a thought leader in an industry or, or whatever. These can be scary things right hmm. and usually scary things mean it's just another way of saying this is an opportunity to grow a lot <laughs> yeah this is where the growth is <laughs> where you don't want to go <laughs> but what's yeah, usually mm. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't mean you have to do it but it's not it's an invitation so so um, you you've interviewed dozens i, I want to say hundreds but you don't have a hundred podcast episodes yet but of of entrepreneurs who use their intuition is there a sort of thread to to is there a common denominator between all these people or are they as varied as you can get them i i talk to a lot of different people and i talk to some people who are openly using their intuition i talk to other people who are afraid of using it um so i talk i remember one entrepreneur he used to be a professional poker player and he poker players have to use their their intuition you know to know okay what should i do I mean, they have to use their mathematical ability with, you know, what are the odds or whatever. But yeah, a lot of it does come down to, to a gut feeling on that. Um, same with with all kinds of things. I mean, in the military, too, people, good soldiers know when something's wrong and they should not be walking down this street or they need to pay attention. You know, same with police mm. officers or emergency services, you know, or doctors. Mm. Um, mm. You just get a feeling uh, or even attorneys. Yeah, obviously. We talked about that, didn't we? On your podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a good attorney will get a feel when a deal has got some issues or if it's a criminal case, what should they be pushing? You know, should they be pushing this witness further or should they keep, you know, keep quiet on this? Or which jury members should be removed from the, the jury and which ones should they encourage? You know, it's a I mean, yeah, there's some science in there. There's some data, but a lot of it does come down to, to intuition, because it involves other people, right? Mm. And so, people which, is complex. Do you know there's two theories about intuition? One is that thin slicing that um, Michael Gladwell, um, you know, expanded on, and then there's one where it's, it's more than that. Which which of the two theories do you lean towards? about more, what intuition it's, it's, is so the thin slicing saying that oh you accumulate a lot of data and somehow and you then you know in a split second you you're able to make a judgment yeah your yeah. your subconscious has been accumulating this like a massive super ai computer and it spits yeah. out the results in an intuitive way i mean i think some of that goes on but i really think it's a spiritual 
thing and it's much bigger yeah. you know we're we we're not just you know in a body we're multi-dimensional beings and we're picking up a lot of other information and that's what intuition is is connecting to the spiritual dimension uh, but it comes out as you know you get a, a, a tummy ache or you get you know, uh, an animal comes across your path or you hear voices or you, you smell something weird. Some people get, you know, get strange smells, you know. I have pick a up couple that, of times, yeah. not all the time, but yeah, I've smelled cigar in my home when I nobody smokes. And I'm like yeah. as far from other people's homes as I can be. So I knew it was, it was something from spirit. Um, well, I'm, I think buildings and spaces they retain energy from previous things you know if 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 something nasty happened in a hotel room say someone was raped or murdered or, or had a nasty argument or whatever um then often the energy will linger and the same in places i mean i i've often i used to travel before all this excitement with the uh, pandemic uh, thing happened and um I, I love going to places like I, I went to Berlin and I went, they have the, a museum there for the Gestapo, which is a very depressing and dark thing. But I could, I, the interest to me, apart from the human interest was feeling the energy, you know, and what could I do to heal that? How could I send light in to heal it? Um, and I, the same thing when I went to Cambodia, I went to visit some of the nasty places from the genocide there and like, Okay, how does this feel? Or even here in Cusco, I, I go to the cathedral and I'll just walk around and feel the energy. Some of the doorways there, I don't know for an historic fact what happened, but clearly something violent and nasty happened. In You know, this church has, it's an enormous cathedral, has like six doorways. Some of them, something happened because the energy is really heavy there. And they have a, a crypt in this particular cathedral you know, where the, the history of Peru is the Spanish came and invaded and killed a lot of people. And some of these conquistadors got a bit nervous as they were getting older. They might not make it to heaven after all the rape, pillaging and murder they'd done. So they did a payoff of a few million dollars of gold to the church and said, could you bury us inside the church so we're guaranteed to get to heaven? <laughs> well, I went into that crypt where these people are buried. It did not feel good, I have to tell you. I oh hope they did goodness. go to heaven eventually, but I mean... Um, <laughs> they might have spent a few decades in purgatory seeing as they were catholic and that's one of their mm. beliefs yeah yeah it's all about beliefs as well but we can clear this energy too i mean i remember interviewing this guy on my podcast he at the time i don't know if he's still doing this but he 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 has a tea business he sells tea online and he sources it in the mountains of china but he's incredibly sensitive to energy and he he couldn't live in cities um anymore in fact he was living in uh, i forget exactly what the city's called but they had some enormous shipping explosion there and he nearly died and that's when he woke up and he's like i need to <laughs> go live somewhere Some else out yeah. in the countryside of china but he was very he would go to a hotel and he would just like <laughs> i need to clean the energy here mm. i'm not surprised so I'd love for people to be able to find you, find your books. And, um, and then I have the magic question that I ask all my guests. So Ooh, magic first, question. Yeah. First, tell us where people can find you. Uh, you, you, apart, can fi yeah. you can find me at intuitiveleadershipmastery.com. All one word, no spaces, no hyphens or anything. 
Um, my books are Intuitive Leadership Mastery and What Would It Take? And I have a technology book as well for my software business. Um, you can find me. My name's fairly unusual. Michaela Light. Yeah. That's spelt like Michael with an A on the end. Um, and You're Light also in my group, as, in, as it is. <laughs> I am in your group. Yes, you can find me there. And so, you know what? Um, it's, four, it's 14.44 in the UK right now. I love that. Woo! I know. Well, I don't know if you do triple numbers, but they kind of excite me sometimes. Sure. That's another way to get, you know, sometimes clocks and numbers yeah. give intuitive info. So, yeah. Or dates, mm. you know, there's all kinds of ways this stuff comes. Even computers, you know. <laughs> so, and you're, you're on LinkedIn as well? I am on LinkedIn. And, yeah. Find mm -hmm. me there as Michaela Light. I, I think you're going to. So I'll get all your links because we realized before recording this episode that I forgot to send you the welcome uh, <gasps> email for my guests. I know of all people, I forgot it for you. So my apologies. But yeah, all the links will be in the show notes uh, as well as the links to your books on Amazon that I highly Ooh. recommend. Do you know what? I want to add something, Michaela, because I went to look at your books on Amazon because I did a research on several books and yours on intuition are the only one who don't have negative reviews. And oh. I was really impressed. Yeah, every other book, there was some, oh, I'm going to say really nasty reviews, but something like, oh, what a waste of time or anything like that, not on your books. And that's something to be noticed because it's very, very rare. So... Another reason to recommend you. Well, book. thank you. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I, I will tell you, I, when I did those books, so when I published my first book, that was a business personal growth thing because I was very frightened. Doing it. So I did magic that only the right people will find the book. You know, and Those negative reviews on other people's books may not mean those books are bad. It may just be those no. people who aren't ready to hear about these no, no, things. No, I, I agree with and you. don't understand it. So I just asked Spirit, you know, I don't need those kind of people to encounter my uh, book. Um, and so they didn't. They just don't see it, you know, it and that's a trick you can do on anything in business, whether it's a video you're putting out or a post on social media or your public speaking. You don't have to, if you don't, I mean, if you want for personal growth reasons to have a whole bunch of negative feedback, go ahead. But mm, not if really. that's not your thing, I'd rather thing, have it another way. Yeah, <laughs> it's not my thing. I mean, personally. I think it's the difference between negative feedback and constructive feedback, right? You know, it's very different. Mm. Um, yeah, and if you don't, there's nothing wrong with with any kind of feedback. It's all more about them than you, typically. But I mm. chose not to have that because I was real nervous about publishing my first book. Um, so I just said so hey let's magic. just set up the magic so it doesn't go your intention yeah, right, i also so. had a, a wonderful group of fans who loved loved it and when they'd read the book some of them left reviews so you know yeah they did i read them <laughs> wonderful <laughs> so what would you say this is the last the question i ask all oh, yeah, the magic what, question yeah what would you say to someone who's afraid to use their intuition in business well it's it's up to you you can start in small ways build up them but you know it's like going to the gymnasium right you're not going to lift a hundred pound weight on the first day so maybe you should start small and maybe you don't want to do it on a million dollar deal the first day maybe exactly. you start off with some 
smaller decisions. And the one thing I'd recommend is keep an intuition journal where you just, and this could be a spreadsheet or a paper book and just write down, here was the decision I was making. And here's the nudges I got, you know, I had indigestion afterwards or, uh, you know, I got a nudge here. I, I thought I heard this voice or, you know, or three pigeons came and bonked into my window five minutes later or, and some of those things may not be accurate and some may be better. Like maybe your tummy hurt because you ate seven hamburgers for lunch and not because you had a bad <laughs> intuition, you know? So, yeah, absolutely. Um, but the more you do this, the more attention to pay to it. It's just like going to the gym to improve your physical body. You'll improve your intuitive abilities and you'll see where, what ways do I best hear this? How, what circumstances do I best hear it? Do I, is it better for me to play loud rap music to hear my intuition or should I go into a quiet meditative room hmm. and different things work for different people. So, um, or, or dreams is another way, you know, some people get dream messages. So, hmm. um, anyway, by paying attention and making a record of it, you can, you can hone it down and if you start off with smaller decisions, you're not going to be so nervous about it. And you don't have to be, you, you don't have to tell other people. I mean, I'm all, I'm pretty out there. You know, I, I don't cover it up. I mean, I'll whip out my magic wand in sales calls on occasion just for the heck of it. But um, can we see it? Do you have it near you? I, it's on my bookshelf back there. Oh, okay. I, mean, I could go, oh. if you want to do a, if you pause the recording, I'm happy to go grab it. Um, sure but, i would love to because this okay. is also recorded as a video and with your permission i'll put it on youtube Absolutely. And, yeah okay let's pause it then go and get your magic okay, i'll be back in a sec okay all right so this is my toys r us magic wand is there any particular uh wish you'd like for your audience or yourself um i would love for the podcast to create a the, the revolution in intuition in business that it's meant to create and to inspire the maybe inspire the listeners to be a bit more brave about their intuition and being more open about it and trying new things and having fun all right and come Ready? to us for guidance okay so uh what would it take that your podcast creates a revolution in business intuition and wakes people up and everyone listening is a lot more brave and using their intuition and succeeding in their business beyond their wildest dreams. I love it, it even does music, I love it. I know, I just got it, it was $6 at Toys R Us. I, I'm sure there's an equivalent in other countries or you can get it on Amazon. And this mm. is just for my entertainment, it's got a little battery in, but it's so cute. Yeah, it and is. you know, um, this isn't quite intuition, but I will say that a little bit of joy and humor goes a long way in business. I so I agree. You know, I yeah, agree. making money is important. And if you're not having fun, then why are you why are you doing it? You know, might as well bring some joy to other people. And I honestly think staff, vendors, customers, they're partly attracted. Obviously, they want to have a good job done or have a good experience, but they also want to have some joy in their life, feel they're with wonderful, magical people, or at least the ones who work with me are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. It's been a real honor to have you and so much fun and joy as well. And I want to thank the listeners for uh, listening to our conversation. 
Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Intuition Podcast. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe, give us a rating, and if you haven't done it yet, write a review so that more listeners can enjoy this podcast. Don't forget to join my free group on Facebook, Business Intuition for Female Entrepreneurs. And go on to my website to download my free workbook on the four steps to trust your intuition in business. My website is theintuitionrevolution.co.uk.